Hey everyone, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap. Um, this episode, we've uh, got my dad to my left. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, uh, Dom? I'm doing pretty well, and over there is our third guest, Daniel. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, so we've got two albums. Uh, the first one that we're going to be talking about was recommended last week by my dad in honor of the late uh, Eddie Van Halen. Um, their sixth album, I believe, um, 1984, which I think is also their most popular album, probably. Yeah, no, I, well, I don't think it sold the most, actually. Um, I don't think sales-wise it was. I think, I want to say one of the Hagar albums so outsold it. Uh, either 5150 or OU812, I think one of those two outsold it. Hmm. But um, it was their, well, let's say, it was definitely their most popular with, with David Lee Roth. Let's say that yeah. much. And I I feel like I've seen that album cover the most. and like Yeah, kind uh, of an iconic album cover. Their most iconic album cover, for sure. Yeah, and Jump uh, and uh, Panama. Panama, I feel like Jump, really Panama, Hot for Teacher, all very, yeah. uh, very popular songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Just I, again, I give a little bit of background on this album to me. Uh, when I was younger, and even to this day, to a point, maybe a little less so uh, as I got older. But um, I'm a big Van Halen fan. I think Eddie Van Halen was, you know, definitely one of the pioneers of lead guitar rock and roll um van halen and themselves was definitely one of the better rock and roll bands of my generation um all all each one of them very talented uh alex van halen is a really good drummer um eddie van halen obviously an amazing guitar player um michael anthony a really solid bass player and actually one of the most I don't know if he's underrated or not, because I've heard a lot of people talk about this aspect. But he's one of the best background vocalists in rock history, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't talk about that. He's got an amazing voice. And he is, uh, yeah, he's actually touted as one of the best backing vocalists in rock and roll. He's got a really good um, high-end voice that lends itself really well to both David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar's um vocals um when when they do like you know pairing like high and low end um uh, vocals which actually um really quickly wound up being something also that i didn't know because i didn't really follow him as much um in like say the last 15 to 20 years when um eddie's son wolfgang took over the bass playing duties um he actually has a really good voice too and it actually came out he just put out his first solo song um, after his father died, and it was about his father. It's called Distance, and I listened to it this week, this week, and it's really good. And he's got a really good voice. I, I, I recommend anyone that wants to to check it out. It's a really good song, and it's, he's got a really good voice. And it kind of took me aback. I was surprised at how good of a song it was and how good of a voice he has. So yeah, check that out if you get a chance. It's just, it's just under his name, Wolfgang Van Halen. Um, and the song is called Distance, and it's really good. It's touching. It's kind of like a tearjerker about his father. And um, But anyway, so yeah, the both bass players for Van Halen actually had really good uh, good voices. And, you know, you take the two major um, lead singers of the band, both of them were good in their own way. Uh, David Lee Roth had a really good rock and roll voice, and he was an amazing um, showman. Uh, Sammy Hagar had a decent rock and roll voice, but he was 
a better musician. He played guitar pretty well, so he kind of added that element where they could add more guitar, and Eddie could do more more leads and add more keyboards to the to the music, which kind of gave him a different sound. That's why I kind of always say I, I really feel like they were two different Van Halens. Um, so yeah, and 1984, you know, that was like that came out when I was you know. 11 years old so when I was really starting to get into music at that point uh, you know it started getting really big when I was getting into my teens so it was um, yeah it was really kind of pivotal in my music journey and um, it was a really good album and I actually really I love the song Panama I'm not a huge fan of the song Jump um, it's okay um, and Hot for Teacher is like eh, it's kind of funny it's a fun song but it's not, again, not one of my favorites on the album. Mm-hmm. I really like a lot of the songs on this album that weren't the hits, believe it or not. I think I'll Wait is one of my favorite songs on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I love this album, um, and I uh, thought I'd recommend it. I think it's something important to listen to in music history, yeah. and that's kind of why I recommended it. Right. So, um, I don't know. Let's start with Daniel. What would you think of uh, 1984? I thought it was pretty good. I think it's one of the better albums you recommended, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I like Van Halen. I've heard some Van Halen, but not like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I get them mixed up with some other band a lot. I don't remember which one. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've listened to some Van Halen, but not a lot. Right. And this is my first like full Van Halen album I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. If I were to leave one thing I didn't like, it seemed a bit generic okay like it sounded like a lot of rock sounded around that time maybe it's just maybe that was a pioneer of rock and it just sounds generic to me that album was kind of maybe touted as the beginnings and what a lot of hair metal took its lead from although there was already some hair metal out at that time um, I think a lot of the hair metal that came after it took a lot of the keyboard cues from that album and took a lot of the... Uh, David Lee Roth is probably, would pro- might probably be considered one of the grandfathers of hair metal singers. You know what I mean? Fathers of hair metal singers. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. I get it. I, I, I don't know if I was talking about hair metal. I was just kind of talking about, like, rock. Mm. Yeah. Kind of sounded like generic classic rock music okay but i i I liked it i thought it was pretty good um any favorites to trip out at you i do like the song panama i think Mm -hmm. you know it's just a fun song right um i also liked girl gone bad i thought that was good okay that's not talked about a lot so that's good i like that i like that you like that song I also I like, song too. like Top Jimmy because that's just kind of a fun song. That's too. a fun song. I love that song actually. Yeah. And yeah, like it's like you said on the Bob Dylan album last week. I can just tell he's having fun with that song mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable. Right. I don't like Hot for Teacher. I think that song's just dumb and he's being a creep on most of it. <laughs> okay. And I'll give you that. I don't like Jump okay. very much, and I don't like Drop Dead Legs because he's being a creep on that too. <laughs> okay. Um, but like, David Lee Roth is a creep. He, yeah. He's a real big creep. He's very sexual. He's very, you know, he's David Lee Roth. Like he's, just that whole bit at the beginning of Hot for Teacher, where he's just like pretending to talk to people, and he's like, "I wonder what the teacher's gonna look like <laughs> this year." 
It goes it goes see that's when video music was huge and it goes really well with the video but I can understand listening to it on its own it's like it's just a little bit like what's happening here yeah. I get it If you watch the video along with it it kind of makes more sense but obviously you're not so I'm, yeah I'm just like shut up idiot <laughs> like <laughs> He did a lot of that and even before videos came out when they were putting out albums in the beginning in the 70s like, he did a lot of that pretend talking to people. So this, like, really fit his his whole deal once music videos came out. He could actually show he yeah. was, like, talking to someone. Yeah, but he would, like, pretend he was, like, talking to producers and stuff like that in a lot of the songs. And it was like, what the hell? Why is he talking to someone in the middle of this song? Uh, so. yeah. And I also just don't like the way he sings in that song for some reason. He's like, I got a bag, I got a Yeah. Yeah, I get that. He's, he's being stupid, I get it, but he's also being stupid creepy. Mm-hmm. And, like, being stupid in a song is fine. Like, mm-hmm. Top Jimmy is an example of that. But he's being creepy stupid. Right, and that's not... You don't enjoy that, which is fine, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I don't I feel like... I feel like Hot for Teacher is more edgy, but I don't feel like it's less... Cre- it's, it's more creepy than a lot of the other songs. I do. I mean, I don't know. In a way it is, but I feel like it's almost more self-aware in that way. I I don't think so. I don't think it was ever self-aware, but just based on what I saw. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's your, you know, that's Easy. your take on it. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Overall, okay. I'd probably give the album like a B minus. B minus? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good with that. Um, Dominic, so what do you think of 1984? Yeah, um, I'm not a huge fan of Van Halen in general. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the hard rock scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like, uh, like, hair metal and stuff. I know this isn't hair metal, but it's sort of, like, is a precursor to hair metal. Yeah. Van Halen in general is that. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of that whole mm-hmm. scene. I'm not a big fan of, like, hard rock. Even ones that I, li- that I like better are still, like, I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, and this is probably, like, yeah, Eddie Van Halen is an amazing guitarist, mm-hmm. and there are some great, there's some great guitar on this album, like, some, some great solos, and where I can say that he's talented, but it's, it's just a little bit boring to me, and it's also not very, it's a very short album, yeah. so it's not very, like, satisfying by the end of it, I guess. Okay. Um... I thought, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't like Jump very much. Um, Panama is a decent song. I think, I honestly like, I like Drop Dead Legs and I like Hot for Teacher. Mm-hmm. Because those songs seem like they have more personality than the rest of them. Right. To me. Right. And I think House of Pain is good. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, the, the rest of them felt like they, they just, like, fit in, uh... They they had they had a very similar structure. It felt like, um, and it, it, they didn't have much punch to me. Mm-hmm. Like it felt um, maybe, and maybe this is a common criticism, but it felt like he was he was trying to be like poppy, um, like too poppy, where like the the rock side of it didn't have enough of a punch. Right. And it didn't really seem like he knew which way he wanted to go. Yeah, this is definitely their most poppy album. I mean, they're all, they were always kind of poppy, but I mean, if you go back to like Van Halen 1 or 2, which I, sh- I struggled between 
picking this and Van Halen 1, because Van Halen 1 is good also. And it's definitely more rock. It's definitely more like he didn't use anywhere near as much keyboard in that album, because he wasn't, like, they just weren't doing that yet. Um, just like a little bit, but he, you know, he was definitely more, they were definitely more a guitar-driven band on their first album. Um, and that, and there was a lot of, you know, somewhat hits on that album. I think Unchained was on that. Um, I, I think Running With The Devil was on that, which were pretty big hits for both for them. But, yeah, I struggled between, I, and I like Van Halen 1. It's probably my second favorite David Lee Roth album. Um, so, yeah. And I, that, that's what I like about 1984, though, and what it seems like. Uh, what did you think about the blend of the keyboard and the guitar in this album? I mean, was that a... A factor for you? Did you think it took away from or added to it? A little bit. I thought it was done more cleanly on certain songs. Like on Jump, even though I'm not a big fan of that song, like the the keyboard into the guitar mm-hmm. is like a lot more clean. But I felt like it, it got a bit more messy on other songs. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. Alright. It's, it's all a bit messy. I'd probably give it in total like a, like a C plus maybe. Okay. C plus to a B minus, kind of. I went. I I liked it a lot more on the first listen than I did any other time. Yeah. Because it was short, but it was, it felt like more punchy. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was more effective. But then listening to it again, it got more boring. Like I got less out of it, which is never good. Daniel, as a like, drummer, what did you feel about it? Like, because Alex Van Halen is a really incredible drummer. Like Panama, like Panama, and not Panama. Yeah, that's well, Panama kind of, but Hot for Teacher. Yeah. Not a great song, I get it, but the drums on it are incredible. Yeah, the drums yeah. on that song are pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the drums were okay. I didn't like really love anything that was happening with the drums. Yeah. Just... yeah. Maybe that's part of it, too. Because I feel like on a lot of the songs, I feel like I sometimes like don't realize the, the drums. Like, you know, they're the rhythm. Uh, you're not supposed to exactly realize them unless you're a drummer. Right. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I feel like that's a, lo- a lot of it that I don't really, like, uh, feel like, like, like I, I don't really point out a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of the time it's, like, the drumming that decides whether a song is, like, effective to me or not, or, like, a rock song at least, um, and I feel like, yeah, on Panama and Hot for Teacher and songs I like more, I feel like the drumming was a lot more effective, where on yeah. other songs I feel like it was drowned out a little bit, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and the rhythm was a lot more simple. Yeah, that was my problem with Jump. Like, the background thing is kind of annoying. The whole... Dur, dur, dur. It blocks out, like, the drums. I feel like there's no really real yeah. rhythm in that song. I don't know how to feel about Jump, because I've heard it so many times. I don't know if I would find it better if I if it was the first time hearing it, or if I'm giving it... Uh, more slack because I'm kind of nostalgic for it and I like kind of know it's a corny song right. going into it. Okay. Alright. Um, Alright, well that's... Uh, I, liked, I like you guys' opinions of it. I like the fact that you took the time to listen to it and um, that's cool. Um, so yeah. the next one we're going to uh, take a look at is... Um, Dominic's pick for this week's, which is JPEG Mafia um, Veteran. Yeah. So give us a little bit of a background uh, for you on this album. So JPEG Mafia is a little bit of a... He's a little bit of a a divisive figure in hip-hop. A lot of people really don't like him. 
for reasons that I think are a little bit obvious. He's very he's very angry. He's a very angry person, and he had, he like attacks a lot of groups um, on this album. Most of almost all of which I agree with. Um, he, but he, he he's very abrasive. All of his music is very abrasive. But I personally find it very rewarding in that way. That it's abrasive at first, but once you like like go through the whole song, I feel like, especially on this album, I feel like it's very um, reward rewarding by the end of it. Um, once you've heard the whole song, and he he has a weird mix of of influences because a lot of it is like experimental industrial hip-hop and a lot of it is sort of like cloud rap uh a little bit of like pop rap thing like he does some like like weird singing sometimes there's a lot of weird samples in it there's some asmr on this album there's some um weird throat singing that that's like the background to a beat of one song mm -hmm. um real real n-word uh there's there's a lot of we uh like weird abrasive beats and like um song structures on this album and as well as lyrics like if you like if you listen to what he says there's a lot of like there, there's there's he's very um what's the word like uh he's very angry i guess mm -hmm. but there's another word that i'm not quite thinking of that would describe it. Like, like he, I mean, he's obviously also very humorous with a lot of it, very sardonic, uh, darkly humorous. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I can see it being a put off to some people the lyrics and his performance as well as the production. So, um, but I kind of thought like it's kind of similar to stuff I've recommended before that you guys didn't really like, like um, Hundred Gex or Death Grips. Um, but I thought this would be more enjoyable to you guys and i personally enjoy this out this is pro this is one of my favorite albums of the last 10 years mm. and i personally enjoy this one a lot more than either of those two so um yeah and i think i think even though he, he can get a bit like into the same sort of i hate everyone and i'm awesome sort of thing i think his lyrics are really like great and smart a lot of the time and his rapping is really great too so yeah so i guess uh what did you think of this album dad um no i'm gonna give it a not bad <laughs> yeah. um i have an overall problem in, in one way with this album and it's not see i i like the way he raps i like the way i, I actually like the anger in his songs there's a lot I like about him, but to me, the problem with all of that is the is in the production of it, and is in the presentation of it. Yeah, I think I think his anger and and his rapping get buried in the background noise of the songs. Really? See, yeah, I, get I would that rather more. be able to hear, really hear what he's saying, than hear these sound effects and whatever the background music is. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I was listening to it probably mostly on my car stereo and a little bit in my headphones. 
So I don't, like, I can't imagine there was any problem with the way I was listening to it. But yeah. to me, it sounded like a really, like, a production issue. Like, like I don't know who produces his music. He does it all himself. He does it all himself. I really think he needs to pull the pull the the lyric pull the the, the vocals up on this on this album on I don't listen I haven't listened to his other albums maybe it's an overall problem I don't know but he needs to pull the vocals up on his on these a, a good bit mm-hmm. because it really gets lost to me and it kind of turns into background music like nothing about the music and the lyrics and the way he raps are bad but it 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 becomes less enjoyable to me because of the way it's presented. Do you have any like songs where you think that's an issue? I do. Do you feel the same way? Um, somewhat. I think this ha- that happens on some songs, but not on most of them. Maybe not everyone. Like, see, I see the the songs that I like more. I think it did happen less in, and maybe that's why I like them. I liked. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say one of these words, but real N word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way. I liked that. I liked. Um, Rock and Roll is Dead. Yeah. And I liked... What was the other one? Hold on. Um, well, I liked more than those, more than these three, but a lot of them were like those really short... A couple of them were those really short hate songs about certain pe- specific people. I can't fucking wait until Morrissey dies. I like that. I like um, the one about... Uh, NeoGAF, I think. NeoGAF? That's a website, I think. Oh, okay. I don't even know what it is, but I liked how angry he was about it. Or, well, what, or what he said it about like, it, really. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is NeoGAF? What was the third regular song, though, that it's I liked? A, I don't exactly remember what it is. It's a website. I think it was... Ra- was it... Ra- how does... Was, I think it was Rainbow Six. Yeah. Okay. I think that was that the third sense. regular song that I liked. Mm-hmm. And those songs, I could, like, hear him better... And I could understand him better, and the background stuff going on around him was pulled back more. So I think it worked better. But on everything else, even the even the angry short songs about the people and things that he hated, it was still a bit too buried for me. And it was like it turned into background music to me, mm-hmm. like the yeah. whole thing. Like and, and I wish songs, it didn't. I get that a little bit more, but I feel like. There are certain songs where, like, the beat and his rapping are, like, almost synced up. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, like, uh, like, e- like there's, they're at, like, equal volume. Like, you felt that, like, on, um, what's it, on Baby I'm Bleeding, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Mm. Like, yeah. you can hear him pretty well. It's a pretty, you know, it's not, like, an average beat, but it's a pretty straightforward beat. Yeah. And on like uh, fifteen thirty nine North Calvert, I feel like it's pretty straightforward too. Honestly, I agree with you that some of those some of the songs get buried, but I think that they're the ones you mentioned that his rapping gets buried. Really? On like what? Rainbow Six, I can't stand mm. the the weird moaning people, and I, I don't know if they're moaning or crying or what. I can't. I couldn't listen to that song. I never finished that song wow. once. Because yeah, I get that though. It made me so uncomfortable. All those people in the background being like, ah, ah, ah. "Oh, you mean no? You mean um, you mean that's Rainbow Six, real, isn't it? real, 
I'm pretty sure real N word. Is that the one with like the like the throat singing? No, no, like, ah, no, no, no. No, I don't like that either. But uh, no, I'm talking about Rainbow Six. Okay, the one where at at the beginning and all the way throughout there are like these weird people moaning in the background or something. Yeah, I know. I can't like I. It made me so uncomfortable. I had to like skip the song. I get it. Um, all right, but back back to Dad's thing. Yeah, no, and I mean, I guess you know, different people, different listening, different, different, different things you enjoy and don't enjoy. You know, I guess it all comes out when you're listening to to something, and you know, maybe maybe what my ears pick up and don't pick up are different than Daniel's or Dominic's. But yeah, like certain ones, I I picked up on and got what he was doing and saying, and I enjoyed those. Certain ones just kind of wound up blending into the music, and I just didn't enjoy it. Like, if I really... See, I don't want to listen to music. I don't want to listen to lyrics and rapping or singing that I have to listen too hard to understand them, because then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade out. And that's what I had a problem with on some of these songs. So, when that happened, I don't enjoy the song too much. I like everything I hear, like everything that's happening. The beats are good, the background music is good, the rapping is good, but sometimes when it fades too far into the into the background and the beats, it loses me a little bit. Okay. So he's a good rapper, it's good music. Like it sometimes it tends on the obnoxious it tends to the obnoxious side, but it never goes too far in that direction. So I don't mind it. You know, like like you said, like it, you're comparing it a little bit to like the the uh, Death Grips and and 100 Gex and stuff like that, and I get that. Like he's he's a little bit like that, but to me at least, nowhere near as obnoxious as 100 Gex. Yeah. Um, I no. don't remember on what scale of obnoxious I found Death Grips. I don't remember, but that was more of the you can't hear what he's saying. Right, because it's drowned out by like all of the abrasive. That I recall that being your problem. Yeah, with that album. So maybe it's closer to that, but I don't think it's as bad. It's it's as bad. Yeah. So and I get. The, I feel like I get that a lot more with, especially that Death Grips album. Mm-hmm. But um, Death Grips in general, I feel it. I mean, I can always hear what uh, JPEG Mafia, what Peggy is saying mm-hmm. on this. Um, Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. That what he calls himself. Yeah, she, okay. uh, the sample. I, I think every song, maybe not every song. Every song has the the damn Peggy and the, the you think. You oh, know. there are also which is a how few you, wrestling references. Yeah, because that's yeah. how the Christian is in a Christian song. Not oh, Christian. No, it's Edge. Edge. It's Edge. Edge is song the, yeah, this guy must be a wrestling. He, fan. He, I, I recall a few re- of wrestling references on the whole album. He too. mentions Jason Jordan, which is weird because. Jason Jordan isn't that famous. Wasn't that famous of a wrestler? Yeah, he yeah. Re- he references Sasha Banks on one of the songs too. The, ho- the and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he wrestles. Seth- he references Seth Rollins too on Curb Stomp. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, I don't know. Well, he says Seth Rollins. He says Seth Rollins. Yeah, he says. Okay. I'm a curb stomp. You like Seth Rollins or something? Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't remember that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's enjoy. Most of it's enjoyable. Sometimes, like I said, when the when the lyrics and the singing, well, not singing, when the rapping, uh, 
kind of fade into everything else. It, it, it becomes more background music to me, and I don't enjoy it as much. But he's good. You can tell he's good, and I like some of it. So, I mean, yeah, I think some it, it lands somewhere around like a, a B- minus to me. He's talented, and I like it. And I, you know, I would definitely listen to more of him, you know, if it was on. Yeah. I feel like his album after this, you would have even more of a problem with. Yeah. Because that's even more sort of, uh, his vocals are harder to hear on that album, in my opinion. Oh, okay. But, um, on, yeah. on certain songs anyway. But yeah, yeah I so feel like. Not so much for me, but. Yeah, so yeah, B minus. I mean, I think B minus is a good grade for this, uh, as much yeah. you know for for how much I enjoy. <clears throat> so, Daniel, you already kind of gave a few yeah. thoughts, but um, what um, do you what, like? What are some of your favorite songs? And I think my favorite's probably "Baby I'm Bleeding." Mm-hmm. I like "Thug Tears" too. Um, I like uh, I like Macaulay Culkin and Curb Stomp. I think those are all good songs. I think you know the. I cannot fucking wait until Morrissey dies and my thoughts on NeoGAF dying are, you know, they're funny. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I can't stand Rainbow Six. I can't listen to that song. I think he goes too overboard on the background noises on that song. Yeah, there's he, a... There's a lot of ASMR on yeah. this album, too, which I didn't know I, how you'd feel about. I hate ASMR. Well, well, what is that? On... Um, I don't remember what it stands for, but it's like, it's like certain sounds that like feel like they're like pounding against your, e- like, like eardrums or something. Oh, like, okay. It, it, ASMR is like the feeling you get from it. Yeah. Where you feel like, like your brain is being scratched or something. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. There, I, I think he uses it on Thug Tears and a few other songs. I don't yeah, remember. I don't feel like it's that bad on Thug Tears though, but on... Like, on Rainbow Six, just, like, the people moaning in the background, yeah. I, it scared me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to, like, shut my phone off and, like, I, I was, like, looking around my room because I was, like, weirdly scared by it. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's all very weird and kind of surreal. Yeah. Which and, is something I like about it, but I understand not liking that, too. I, I, I don't like it. Real and word, I don't like that either. Um, and uh, Panic Emoji, I just thought that song was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I like that song. Considering the rest of the album, I just didn't feel like it fit that well. It felt like a more normal rap song, and it didn't really mm-hmm. fit... I mean, it's pretty, it's a lot more, he's not, like, yelling on that song like he is on a lot of other ones. He apparently recorded it in his bathroom while he was having a panic attack or something, Um, which is why you hear, like, a sink running in the background if you listen to it. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more of a simple song, I guess, and it's a lot more low key. But I don't know. I feel like it fits pretty well into the album. Yeah. Um, overall, I guess B plus. I think. All right, that's good. You guys enjoyed it more than I honestly thought you would. But, yeah. Uh, no, it was. It was. It was yeah. better than I thought it'd be. I was worried about it being on the level of like hundred. When I first like when that first couple of seconds of the first song, let's say, hit, I was a little bit worried about it. I was like, oh, this sounds very. Like you said, kind of hundred gex, death gripsy, 
And I was like, hmm. But as it settled in, I was like, no, this is nowhere near. This is not the same. And yeah. it's be- it's better. It's definitely better. And this guy is better. Um, yeah. As I gave it a little more of a listen. So yeah, I, to me, to me anyway. I honestly so. think 1539 North Calvert is like a really great rap song. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty simple. Um, that should have been on my like top three or four, and I don't know why I didn't say that. That's a good song. Yeah, and like it's like he changes his flow a lot on it, like mm-hmm. the beat and like the beat changes. Like it doesn't change; it's still like the same sort of sound, mm-hmm. but like the tempo changes and it, his flow changes. Right. And I think it's I, I honestly that's like one of the I think the, the one of the better rap songs. Right. Um, of the past decade. Right. And he, I, I think he's very talented. He is. He um, definitely is. His lyrics are cool. If he writes his own lyrics, which I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. I would I'm pretty sure he, he does everything. Everything. At, at least yeah. on this album. So, yeah. I mean, his lyrics are really cool most of the time. Um, he's a little... Sometimes he gets a little too, like, you know, suck my thing and F you, F, I'm going to F you in the blank and this. Like, he gets a little too far into that sometimes. Yeah. For my taste, yeah. but... Most of the time he's fine. Yeah, like F you bitch and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, just sometimes, he gets a little too high, you know, he jumps into that a little too far. I can never tell whether he's a liberal or conservative because at one point he well, was it's not, like... Well, it's not just those two things. Yeah. There are like things in between there. I know he's like... I think, I mean, I he's like, le- he's, he's, he's left. Way left. Yeah. So he he doesn't like either of them. I looked it up. Because I was really confused. Yeah. I mean, he says a lot of things in, like, irony. Yeah, um, he was, like, complaining about feminists or something on one of the songs. I don't remember. I think, I don't know. Maybe he said ironic. something like, I'm a, I'm a feminist chivalry, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch your bitch first <laughs> instead of you. So, I don't know if that was making fun of them. I think he was just trying to be funny. Mm. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, it was pretty good. Um, so, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so, so we, we have, have recommendations to do. Does Daniel give no, us an album next, next week? Next week. Next week? Next week? Yes. Okay, I was just making sure that's what we're up to next week. So we have that to look forward to. I definitely have my album. I don't know if you're ready. I have, like, three okay. different ones. Okay, I'll go ahead and give mine. Um, based on your opinion of the Dan- Van Halen this week... I was thinking about just throwing a curveball in there this week, and I'm not going to, but just throwing you a curveball and giving you a Sammy Hagar Van Halen. But I don't think you guys are that into Van Halen, so I'm going to pass on that. And I have a, I have another idea. So I've been really, really, really wanting to give you kind of my grunge super album. And I've been, for weeks and weeks and maybe months, been really mulling over that, going, what is that? And, you know, I've thought about, and I may, I'm not going to give you specific albums. I was going to just now, but like maybe in the future I might put these albums out there. Yeah. I mean, you recommended a couple grunge albums, like Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains and really I mean, was the only one. I feel like there was another I mean, one, technically I Candlebox was grunge, but they weren't like one of the grunge, big grunge bands, yeah. really. Um, I think... Yeah, well, technically Chris Cornell is grunge, but that yeah, album that's more like, came out like post grunge. Yeah, post grunge. I like grunge singer songwriting. Yeah. So anyway, so you know, I I had a lot of the big grunge albums in mind. Um, you can guess what they were. You know, um, I had some of my favorites I was going to recommend, but what I landed on was kind of 
what is considered, and I love this album. I think this album is freaking amazing, and it's kind of the super grunge album, and it's like, it's really good, and it's really good from beginning to end. So what I'm going to recommend this week is uh, Temple of the Dog, mm. self-titled Temple of the Dog. It was the only album they put out. That it was has... a super group comprised of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam together, and it was... Um, so does that have Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell singing on it? Yes. It's okay. more... I think it's more Eddie Vedder than Chris Cornell, but it is both. Mm. Um, and if you don't know, by chance, it was a, a group that was put together to put out an album that was a, in memoriam for the singer that of, that, of uh, Mother Love Bone that died. So, um, yeah, Temple of the Dogs, self-titled and only album... Temple of the Dog is my recommendation this week. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to choose. So, I think I'm going to recommend an album by somebody who you've heard me talk about before. And it's also in memoriam to someone. Um, it's Carrie and the Lowell by Sufjan Stevens. Okay. S U F J A N. Um, Stevens with a V. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's very low key. It's very like singer songwriter folk uh, folk music, sort of. It's a little bit like lo fi. Um, I don't know what to say about it other than that. It's it's dedicated uh, to his mother who died before he started recording this album. I think it's called Carrie. Carrie. Uh, C A R R I E and Lowell. L O W E L L. And so. L. What is it? L O W E L L. Lowell. L O W E L L? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Lowell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. Does no one I... ever text me ever? I have to write it down when it's said. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard you listen to him um, for a long time now. So. And I've never. I mean, I've heard. I've heard him. I've listened to him. Um, he's really good, but I've never sat and listened to a full album, obviously, and uh, not obviously, I guess. But no, I've never sat and listened to a full album of his, and yeah. um, I wouldn't really interested to give it a shot. So um, yeah, cool. Right. And um, I don't know if you've ever listened to any full grunge album. I think I've heard you say you've listened to Nirvana albums. I've listened to yeah. I've listened to. I didn't listen to their first album, but I listened to. Uh, Nevermind and In listen, Utero. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've ever listened to a Soundgarden album. No. Um, I have listened Mother to Love that, Bone the Alice in Chains, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I gave you an Alice in Chains album that's actually probably everyone would tell you to listen to their first two albums, and that's not the one I gave you because I like the album I gave you more yeah. um, than their first. Not, well, I don't know if I like it more. I just think it's different. And. I, I mean, Jar of Flies is pretty critically acclaimed. Yeah, it's critically acclaimed, but it's no, like maybe not by the in fans. their in their uh, uh, discography. It's not like you know people will tell you to listen to Dirt or um, what was their first album with Man in a Box in it. I can't just self titled. Maybe it is. Yeah, it might be. No, it's mm -hmm. Facelift. That's oh, the name okay. of that album. They'll tell you to listen to Facelift or Dirt um, before that. So that was their big two first hit big albums and it was within the time that the grunge movement got huge so yeah 
you know, it came out along with, you know, Nirvana and Soundgarden and, you know, yeah. all the big names. Nirvana is probably, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of grunge in general, but Nirvana is probably the most impressive one or the one I've liked the most mm-hmm. out of all of the ones I've listened to. Right. Um, I've been thinking of recommending a Nirvana album, but, uh, that's I might down the road. I think I will definitely, I will definitely, um, recommend a Pearl Jam album at some point because I think they're really a really important band to listen to. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one. There's probably two or three that I would have to choose from. Yeah. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Alright. So, so, so there we go. Your homework for this week is um, Temple of the Dog, self-titled, and Carrie and Lowell by Sufjan Stevens. Oh, and the... Oh, and the Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. I, I almost forgot about that. Uh, we have a Twitter set up. It's Kennedy Podcasts. We're going to be using that to promote ourselves and interact with you guys and ask you some questions. And you can ask us some questions if you have any. And we want to hear from so, you yeah. this week. So our question to you on our Twitter, send us, um, tell us what you're listening to. Yeah. yeah. We're interested in what you're, what you're, what you've got on your, uh, list this week, yeah. month, whatever. Uh, yeah. what, what, what's new and what are you listening to? What's got your attention right now? And yeah. if you Maybe can, you could uh, like alert us to some. Yeah. Music. I love listening to new stuff. Be like, Hey man. I've been listening to Blank and it's really, it's good. Like, it's got my attention. And I'll be like, maybe I'll give it a listen or Dom or Dan will give it a listen. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a way you can attach like a spot, a link to a Spotify playlist. If you it. just, you like, could. if you just like link some Spotify song or, or playlist or anything. It'll song, show album, up. playlist, yeah, whatever yes, you want. Yeah. And um, we'll be linking, um, we'll be using that for all the podcasts in the Kennedy podcast. Yeah, um, you guys should plug it. Domain, too. yeah, we're gonna have our two wrestling podcasts linked to it too, so uh, people can ask questions there. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so hit us up and let us know what you're what you're listening to. Okay, okay. Um, we'll see you next Thursday. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, this, this is gonna will be come coming out on Thanksgiving. on Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving, or we hope you had a th- great Thanksgiving. And uh, wear your masks and be safe. See ya. See ya.